and it's sweep, sweep, sweep victory. Beeves sweep the Trojans. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Beaver Man Beat Podcast. What a weekend performance for the Oregon State Beavers, taking all three from the USC Trojans. We will jump uh, quite a bit more in-depth game-by-game, break down the box scores, take a look at some weekend performers, uh, but really just start kind of on an overall conversation of how big that weekend sweep is and what that can set the Beavers up for moving forward as we crawl closer and closer to the end of the Pac-12 season in the beginning of the NCAA tournament, which the Beavers look pretty firmly solidified in, barring a total late collapse here. Uh, you've started to see projections have the Beavers, I mean, A, in the tournament, which is a step up from in just as short as two weeks ago. Uh, but I saw a projection just the other day that has the Beavers actually hosting a regional. So it is all coming to fruition. It has been the story I've been saying since the beginning is this team's going to figure it out. They're winning ugly. They're going to start to win pretty. And win pretty is the name of the game. It was the number one thing that they did this weekend. They played, uh, let's see, 13 innings plus the 18. So 33, no, 31 innings of baseball all week. And if anybody out there wants to take a quick guess at how many innings they trailed, in those i will be here for you but i'll give you the answer real quickly it is one in the sixth inning on the saturday game is the only inning that the beavers finished the frame down by a run or more but it was just that one time that they were down two to one and then they came back the bottom in the bottom of the seventh and tied it up at two before winning it in extras on saturday uh Really, really dominant performance by the Beavers over the weekend. USC was not uh, a, t- a schlub of a team coming in. They were ranked in the top 25. I think 21 was what they were. It's difficult with baseball. All these different media outlets have their own rankings. There's not like an AP or a college football playoff ranking like basketball or football have. But I've seen anywhere from 21 to 24 and somewhere in that area. Yeah, So to have them on your own turf and to sweep them in the fashion that the Beavers did that's a statement weekend with really that Saturday game being the only close game. The scoreboard will read that it was a close game on Sunday, but that was kind of all Oregon State there. It was five to one at one point. You know, they tacked on a couple runs here late, but nothing that the Beavers were ever really too concerned about as they coasted six three. But not only are the bats waking up, which is one of the biggest storylines of the season here that's gonna have to carry them through to the finish line, but my number one thing is this rotation is nasty and here's hoping thoughts out uh, for jaron hunter that he is okay and it was just a precautionary little discomfort that they removed him from the game on sunday for uh, because that will be a huge blow Uh, aj lattery is complete nails out of the bullpen but missing jaron hunter the rest of the way out would be a big loss for the beavers but he in his first inning of work, looked good. Struck out the, uh, two of the three batters he faced before leaving uh, during the first batter of the second inning, I believe. But Trent Sellers is looking the part. He's really kind of turning things here. As we get into Pac-12 play, he's much more comfortable. He went five and a third, gave up five hits, seven strikeouts, seven punchies for the guy. A really nice 
start from him just giving up the handful of base runners the five hits and one walk you know can you ask for more from a guy that's going to go out there for a little over half the game and only give up two runs he's going to set you up especially with the back end of this bullpen with Ferrer back to form Ryan Brown never missed a beat he looks fantastic out of the bullpen if these starters can eat a good amount of innings keep the the number low this team has a chance to win every single baseball game they play if that is the case. And that is what this current pitching rotation looks equipped to do. Jacob Kamatz is looking absolutely filthy as well. He also went five innings, just the uh, three hits for him. Did give up four walks, but he was able to work around those nicely, only giving up the two runs on today. And then again, another just lights out pitching performance. Lawson gave him three. Hutchison gave him two. Jimenez gave him two. Brown comes on to close. Three hits combined between those two, or those four, I'm sorry, in the last eight innings of play. That USC offense was shut down for most of the weekend. And that was kind of their MO, was their offense, and was putting runs up on the board. And, you know, not to say that their pitching wasn't bad, the Beavers just hit the ball really, really well. AJ Lattery and Tyler McKee, I think, need a huge shout out. Aside from Ben Ferrer, Ferrer should get one. Forget it. They should all get one separate of each other. Lattery, four innings, three strikeouts, two walks, just the two hits. Coming on in a bit of a surprise role. That's not one that, you know, you're not sitting out there in the bullpen and they're telling you, hey, uh, Jaron Hunter's only going to throw an inning and some change, so be ready. No. Uh, boom. Just like that, you are thrown into the thick of things, and he handled it flawlessly. I think of those two hits... That he gave up, one of them was the very first batter he faced. So really a, a dominating performance from him out of the bullpen. And he was able to lock in with that mindset right away, which is not an easy thing to do, especially on a Sunday game like that when you're going for the sweep. Not as big of a crowd as the sellout that was there on Saturday. That was fantastic to see. And then Tyler Mejia came on a perfect hold situation. Just throw the one inning, get close, let's get to Ferrer. And he did his job. No hits, two walks, got a little dicey there, but he worked out of it, only giving up the one run, which the Beavers could afford thanks to their bats and the pitching of Lattery and Hunter. And then Ferrer spun three gems, punching out four, only giving up two hits. And of the 12 batters he faced, only three reached base and one came across, which was plenty good for the Beavers on their way to a weekend sweep. 3-0, and oh, now sitting at 10-8 and eight in conference play, back above the 500 threshold in the conference. The Pac-12 standings are a bit tricky because sitting at about two-thirds of the team have had that weekend non-conference series where those other third of the teams have not. And Oregon State's one of those teams that have not, and they will not until the very end of the season. Uh, their non-conference weekend series is the last weekend that is in the regular season where they have... Uh, I think it's Western Carolina come into town or um, something of that sort. So it's tricky. I mean, it currently reads that the Beavers are sixth in the Pac-12 standings, 10 and 8. But above them is Oregon, USC, both at 9 and 6, and then UCLA at 8, 5, and 1. So it's a bit of a, you know, I don't know how the math exactly works out there. To me, Beavers have more conference wins, so I think they should be above but also have more conference losses. But I think you got to give the benefit of the doubt on wins here if you're looking at conference play. But a huge, huge weekend for Oregon State baseball as they take a quick 
midweek game against Seattle. That'll be tonight um, at five o'clock and then head down for what is shaping up to be the biggest road trip left on the schedule. And that is down to Phoenix for a three gamer against Arizona State. A top 25 matchup, a top 20 matchup on some outlets. This is going to be a hell of a weekend. Winner of this series will host a regional. Write it down, chalk it up, solidify it, book your airfare if you're an Arizona State fan or if you're a Beaver fan. Um, I have yet to kind of make a decision on where I'm going with that. The predictions will all be on Thursday's show, but your only road trip after that is uh, down to LA to play UCLA, who has been struggling a little bit of late. Not too bad, but just from where they started on the season. They started up there near the top, near perfect in conference play. They're now eight and five in conference play. So, you know, it was certainly nothing poor, just maybe not playing at quite the level that they were playing at to start the season conference play. They started with a win over Oregon, a sweep of Arizona, and then things have kind of fallen off since then where they will now, their weekend series this coming weekend is at USC and then at Stanford. So they've got a huge kind of bit of schedule coming at them and this upcoming week but those are the two last away trips before the pac-12 tournament at least starts which i think the beavers are pretty much guaranteed to play in they would need a pretty dramatic collapse california and utah are still down there kind of sharing that really two spots that won't go or i'm sorry this year yeah this year it's two spots they bumped it from eight to nine so it'll be two teams that don't go to the tournament this year and it looks like it will be those two uh, Oregon State still has their series against Utah. That one comes um, in early May. I believe that's the last home trip. Uh, yeah, that first weekend of May is when they'll welcome the Utes into town. Um, and that's actually one of those games I'm hoping to get down there for, that May 7th game. But taking just a peek at the standings and at the schedule for the matchups coming up this week. And what ones this past weekend was huge for the conference standings. And we'll take a quick peek at who kind of won what and give you guys an update on the landscape of Pac-12 before we jump into power rankings and things of that sort. Cal took game one from Utah. Utah took game two. And then in a dogfight, Cal took game three. So a bit of a spoiler. If you listen to last Tuesday's podcast, you knew that this was the one that would determine the, the, the number 12 or the number 11 spot in the power rankings. So Cal will be number 10. Utah will remain at number 11 as they look to go wire to wire. Uh, Arizona pulled out the rubber match against Washington State, dropping the first two. Oregon did take the series from Stanford. I thought they were going to get the sweep, but Stanford made a comeback on Sunday to take that one. Uh, UC Davis squeaked out a game from UCLA and then played UCLA probably closer than UCLA would like. The Friday game was 3-2. to two. Uh, You know, whether UCLA is taking their foot off the pedal, resting guys a little bit um, with that non-conference and a lower opponent on the weekend, who's to say? But I'm sure that UCLA would like that margin of victory to be a little bit wider. And then the last series of the weekend is Washington took game one, Arizona State took game two, and this is reading that game three was canceled. So did they just end on a split here? Let me check real quick. I thought that they would maybe make that game up or something, but 
on a Sunday, they certainly might not have. Yeah, they will just end that series at a two-gamer and leave it as a split. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up uh, as we go further down, especially with Arizona State at the top of the Pac-12 standings. So once we get closer and in towards tournament time and seeding is in factor, or is a factor, what is that one less conference game going to mean? They're not the only team in that boat. I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody also missed a game earlier and was a conference game. So there will be a couple interesting things to note down the stretch as we fight and kind of jostle for positioning and standings. I think it'll be more so meaningful for those middle of the pack teams that need to squeeze out a win or two in Scottsdale to make the tournament. And that's also going to be just in line with the national landscape of the sport and see who looks good here, who looks bad there. The SEC is starting to get all sorts of shaken up as they pretty much dominate the uh, the top 25 rankings. My preferred rankings for Division One college baseball is going to be the D1 baseball's top 25. And they have theirs currently at LSU, Wake Forest, Florida, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, South Carolina for the top six. So you've got five SEC teams in your top six. Stanford's the highest Pac-12 team there at nine. And Oregon State is cracking this one at number 21, two spots ahead of Oregon and one spot ahead of UCLA. Arizona State is the lone other Pac-12 ranked team, and they are at 19. So you've got the 19 versus 21 ranking ranked matchup coming on, on this weekend. And this is kind of where I go back, and I will try to stay as far off the meteorites deal thing as possible. But this should be a televised series. And it's kind of pathetic that it's not. This will all be, I'm sh pretty sure, on streaming. I don't think any of these actually even get the full Pac-12 they're all on Pac-12 Insider, um, which I think is one of those more easier versions of it to get, but by is no is by no means um, accessible to the masses. So hopefully those outlets. I know Mark Garland does a fantastic job of he's a national writer, but does cover the Beavers and uh, pretty closely. So he helps in that regard. But the Pac-12 really screwed the pooch here. Um, and not getting its baseball programs enough recognition because nobody can watch them. You know, you've got every once in a while, I'm not saying the SEC or ACC is, is loads better, but they've got all of their stuff on ESPN+. Plus, So it is quite a bit better. You can watch it. It's good production value. You know, you still got, for example, it would still be Mike Parker on the call. It would just be a, a little bit of a step up accessibility-wise, probably viewing-wise because it is kind of tough to get down to some of those games from time to time. Just ticket sales are hard to come by here and there, uh, as well as it's it's really difficult to gauge weather when you're not in the near direct vicinity of Corvallis. So a real bummer there. Um, I, it won't pro stop me from tuning in um, as much as I can this weekend. A huge, huge weekend. This one probably a step up from where we've just been with that USC series. And we'll take a look at Arizona State, more so on, on Thursday to do our preview, we'll, we'll take a look at kind of what are their strengths, what might be their weaknesses. Um, but for now, just kind of where they've been at on their baseball schedule so far, how things are looking for them as a program. Uh, definitely one that they started out a little cold. They had a couple of really tough 
non-conference series. I know they went down and played in Starkville, I'm pretty sure, who Mississippi State ended up actually not looking too hot. I think they just won their first conference series this past weekend over uh, in-state rival Mississippi, Ole Miss, if you will. But yeah, they started off hot, started off uh, five wins, and then they dropped two to Mississippi State. And this is what happened. Then they went on a, a colossal losing streak here. Five games, three of them to UC Irvine, and then they dropped two to Oklahoma State in Stillwater. And since then, they have not dropped a series. The closest that it would be is be that tie to Washington, but sweep of Washington State, two out of three from Cal, a sweep of Arizona, two out of three from Utah, and a sweep of UC Davis, and then a couple midweek wins sprinkled in there. They've got a gauntlet to run, though, here. Listen to this uh, final schedule on the way out. Oregon State, Oregon, Stanford, USC, UCLA. Yikes. They have kind of had a little walk in the park here conference-wise now that we're looking at it this late in the season, and they've got, I mean, the top five other teams in the conference besides themselves to play. So their 11-3 conference record looks great, but... It's coming against a lot of those lower-ranked conference teams. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. And a preview of what is to come, I suppose, will be this weekend series against Oregon State. But that leads me nicely into the power rankings, where I spoiled it a little bit earlier. But it is going to be Utah taking and holding on to the 11 spot. Once I saw that they took the Saturday game, I really thought they were going to be able to pull that one out on Sunday. They've won a handful of Sunday games already this season. I thought that's kind of their day. And I was really looking forward to uh, to bumping them up from 11 to 10. They are now kind of my, my lovable loser down there at the 11 spot. I want to see him take that one jump. And I thought this weekend wasn't time to do it against Cal, who's just having a little bit of a down year, sitting at an even 500. Overall, and way sub 500 and conference play at 5 and 13, but uh, it just wasn't in the cards. That one tie for Utah to UCLA is hurting them as they now sit at 4 13 and 1 instead of the 5 13 and 0 tie that they could have with Cal. Um, good news for Utah is they're certainly not done because uh, I know I mentioned just a few minutes ago that it looks like Cal and Utah will be the two teams to stay home for the Pac 12 tournament, and it does look like that, but Utah is only two games back of Arizona. Cal is only one game back of Arizona. So it is by no means out of the picture that either of these schools could rattle off a late season series win, maybe even a late season series sweep and find themselves on a nice sunny vacation down to Scottsdale where they almost surely won't do much there, won't create too much noise. Maybe they'll knock a bubble team out of contention, but my estimate best case scenario for them at the Pac-12 tournament. It'd be hard for me to see them go on in a tear and, and win the whole thing and make their way to the actual tournament. But Cal will hold the number 10 spot. Uh, this is a weekend series that we all saw coming and it was one that kind of lived up to it. Bunch of close games, high scoring, probably not the highest quality. I didn't watch too much of it. I tuned in here and there, but with work and then the Beavers game starting pretty close to I just kind of figured I'll check the box scores after the thing is all said and done. Arizona, the Wildcats, will take a step, and they will hold at the number nine spot. Uh, they're just a tick 
right behind Washington State. That was the weekend series that I really wanted to kind of hone in on and take a look at. And with Washington State taking that series, uh, I had no option but to keep the Cougars exactly where they were at uh, in front of the Wildcats. The two series, the two, oh, the two wins in the series really kind of solidified that and this whole power ranking is starting to take shape. Washington State kind of back and forth week by week. They took the two of three from UCLA with one of those being the rainout. So UCLA and Washington State, that's the other game I was talking about earlier with the rainouts. Um, they might could they might play into effect later on in the season. But then they go down to Washington State. This says goes down to Arizona State, gets swept, and then comes back up to Bailey Brayton and takes two or three from Arizona. So it seems like it's a tale of two stories for the the Cougs weekend by weekend. You don't know what you're going to get, who you're going to get, and it seems that it's fairly dependent on opponent, usually beating four opponents and falling to opponents that are better, which I think this is a perfect spot for them then in the power rankings because every team above them, they've lost to for the most part, uh, and every team below them, they have beaten in conference. So... It's just one of those things that the uh, middle of the pack ball club, they started off well. Oregon State is the, kind of the lone exception to that rule that's above them, even though Washington State beat them. This is now going all the way back to week one of conference play, though, when there is just about nothing figured out on any of these rosters. If any of these managers would have told you that going into conference play that they knew exactly what their roster lineup and pitching staff and bullpen was going to look like, um, they'd be lying. Uh, this is a long season. Baseball is one of slumps and streaks. And after 15 or 20 games, I think, that you play non-conference, you don't. that is not a big enough sample size to know what you're getting there. So I think if you play that series this weekend, uh, I think the Beavers take that quite handily, especially in Corvallis, which is where that weekend series was played. Um, jumping up another ring, it will be the Washington Huskies that are just one step above the Cougs. A good weekend for them splitting, I suppose, the series with Arizona State because of that Sunday rainout. Who's to say whether they could have uh, could have pulled things out on Sunday or or not? But you know they'll take it. They're coming off a couple of series losses in a row, having something like that to just kind of wipe the slate clean and get a refresh. Maybe a nice rest day because they have to go down to Stanford now and take on a three-gamer there. So I think six is a nice comfortable spot for the Huskies. And uh, I'm sorry, this is still seven. So Utah 11, Cal 10, Arizona 8, Washington State 7. Washington will be in at six. Yeah, sorry. We're chilling. We're right. It's just, you know, kind of same similar deal as Washington State. Just very middle of the pack. Nothing too crazy to write home about. But also nothing that's like, man, this team... Stinks. Uh, so very in-betweener. Um, we'll jump up again here, and I'm going to go with... This is again where it gets a little tricky. I'm going to go UCLA, a step above Washington. I think it's just with these recent kind of struggles and seeing where they've been, where they're going. I think this is kind of a nice spot for them. It's uh, I've been kind of repeating myself week by week here. When it comes to certain areas of the power rankings, it's very, it's marginally thin. Um, a lot of these are just separated by, I mean, probably a personal bias or a personal opinion. But for the most part, these are all really, really close and 
these teams here that have yet to be named are probably all tournament bound. Uh, that would be UCLA and then in no order here. Arizona State, Sanford, Oregon, USC, and Oregon State. Uh, they'll probably all find themselves playing in the NCAA tournament, which is a really good showing for the Pac-12. Um, I think you'll take that most seasons is having that many teams play in, in the postseason tournament. But a step up from UCLA, give me USC. Um, coming off of a complete series sweep, that is always going to drop you at least a few points in the power rankings, even if they were playing pretty decent ball before. They are now down to 9-6. and six. We're coming into the weekend, they're sitting up at 9-3. and three. And what a kind of position to find themselves in after I'm sure they didn't expect the season to go that way as it did. But but I think that uh, now they, that five spot is kind of where they've settled in at. I don't know. It's, I think I like them the best. I'm, after seeing them now and after sweeping them, I'm a little more down on them than I was prior to. And this is obviously going to be one of those things that I don't watch every single one of these teams every weekend. I'll typically watch whichever team is playing the Beavers. I'm um, just because I am tuning into those Beavers games. So USC at number five, and I'll go with Oregon at number four. Huge weekend uh, series win over Stanford, taking the Friday and the Saturday game. Just couldn't pull it out. They jumped out on a Sunday to a 3 nothing lead in the first inning. Couldn't hang on to it. And that Friday guy for Oregon might be one of the best pitchers in the country. Uh, Jay Stovall, he went out and flat out dominated the Stanford offense on Friday night, which is no easy task. And this is just one week removed from going out and pretty much dominating the Oregon State lineup. That Friday, what, they have two hits on Friday night, and I think only one of them was off of him, maybe two. Stovall looks the deal. He was the Pac-12 Player of the Week last week. I'm almost sure of it that he will take Pac-12 Player of the Week again this week. Uh, yeah, wow, he looks like the deal. And if, if he's pitching at that rate, you could probably pencil Oregon in for Friday series or Friday night wins, and then when they get into the tournament, if probably punch them in for winning game one of their regional and send them up in a really nice spot. Uh, so Oregon is a team that you got to look out for. And if they make the tournament, just because you've got a guy out there that pretty much guarantees you a win, it's the same boat the Beavers were in last year when they sent Jerpy to the mound. You know, when you send out a guy that you know you're going to have a really good chance to win if you can just scratch across a couple runs, um, that all helps immensely. With in the game of baseball, you just need a couple bounces to go your way, and you've got to win. So with some of these being uh, just best two out of three, or this is double eliminations, having that that guy that you can go out there and rely on to get your win is a very very important deal. One jump above Oregon coming in now here at the top three at the number three spot. Give me the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, 10 and 8, and they are on a huge surge here at this time of the season. Now three straight conference victories, 12 and 3 in their last 15 overall. They are getting hot at the right time, and you just want to make sure that it's not just like a weekend too early. You got to make sure this is sustainable and that you can keep things going as we get on later into the season. It's about the time of the year the weather starts to turn down in Corvallis. At least I'm hoping, because it sure has not started to turn here up in Portland. But once that weather turns and those guys can get out and swing the bats a little bit more freely and start playing some flashy baseball, they're going to be the part and they're going to make some noise in the tournament. And huge credit to Mitch Cannon and the rest of his coaching staff 
this is a young team and they are figuring it out quick. Um, a lot of people closer to the program kind of expected this to be one of those years where it is a, the figuring out process is probably season long. And maybe you get the last couple weekends, you get a couple promising results and you kind of chalk it up as, all right, next year we're going to be ready to go. No, they're ready to go now. And this is going to be a fun ball club to watch. The defense is there. The offense is coming around. The pitching is there. The defense displayed on Saturday's game, especially out there. Dallas Macias, come on, man. Nasty, nasty play out there. He's going to be a stud. And uh, they look the part. They're red hot and rolling, as I like to say. And they're trouble for any team that they're going to come up against here in the future, especially this Arizona State ball club who is not at number two. Number two is going to be Stanford following the series loss to the Ducks. Yeah, the Stanford team's fine. They'll be okay. They're still a top 10 team in the country. They're still going to host a regional. They're still going to host a super regional. You just lost a series, though. I mean, I can't can't keep you at number one if you lost a series, right? Maybe if Arizona State lost that Sunday game also, but they didn't play a Sunday game. So who's to say? Certainly not me. So I'm going to keep Stanford at two, and I'm going to put Arizona State now at number one and what a climb Arizona State has made. Uh, I know early on in the, in the podcast, baseball, power rankings, I had Arizona State down at nine or 10 early on after a couple of that, that series sweep by UC Irvine. And I thought that this program was kind of tanked, but 11 and three. But also, as we noted earlier in the podcast, they've got the meat of their schedule still ahead of them. So that is the current status of the Pac-12 rankings. In my opinion, top to bottom, Arizona State, Stanford, Oregon State, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington, Washington State, Arizona, Cal, and round it out for me at the bottom with the Utah Utes. Uh, I'm sorry to do that again to you. I hope every week that I can bump you up. But until we can win a series over the weekend, I just am uh, not able to do so. So that will um, wrap it up for me today. A little bit over time, but I will be back on Thursday with a full preview of the weekend series. We were pretty spot on on the series prediction last week. We did have the Beavs in a sweep, and I was damn close to predicting the first inning striking out of the side. Uh, I wish there was betting odds on that. Trent Sellers, um, electric, electric stuff, and he went out there and got that Goss Stadium crowd riled up from the get-go, um, and then it helped even more so that then in the bottom of the second, Little Wilson Weber put a tank into the left field bleachers. If they were there, hopefully they'll be there when the Beavs host a regional and uh, put the Beavs up and they never looked back on the weekend. So a great weekend for Oregon State and hopefully another great weekend coming up. That is going to do it all for me today. Signing off. Thank you all for listening. This is the Beaverman Beat Podcast. My name is Pat Beaverman. Have a good one and go Beavs.